0: Nate Sudfeld does not give you the best chance to win a game.
1: Everybody, welcome back to the KO'd Convo. This is episode 14. And, you know, the regular season of football just wrapped up, and I'm a 49ers fan through and through. Uh, love my Niners, part of the Niners faithful, He, all that stuff. Just love the red and gold. But every season in recent memory, last couple years, there has been one common theme. The NFC East absolutely sucks. Absolutely sucks. And I think week 17 was a perfect representation of that when the Eagles decided to bench the only player that kept them in the game and the whole sports world went nuts. So immediately after that game, one of of my friends reached out to me and he was like, if you need a very... Passionate Eagles opinion on your podcast. I'll do it, and I was like, you know what? I'm actually down for that because I kind of wanna, I kind of wanna see him try to justify what what the hell went on with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. So, like I said, I'm a 49ers fan through and through, but uh, I just gonna have you listen to this man and, and hear his own thoughts on. Uh, on the Eagles, as he is one member of a very passionate Philadelphia fan base. Enjoy. All right. Welcome back to the ko Convo. And this is actually a really fun one because I'm a 49ers fan through and through. Love my Niners. Been following the Niners since I was very young. But... Every single year, the NFC East turns out to be the most interesting division, uh, particularly because every team that comes out of NFC East every year, or at least in recent memory, always has a losing record and it always comes down to week 17. So um, to talk about... uh, the NFC East and his own Philadelphia Eagles. I'll uh, I'll turn it over here. I'm just gonna call him uh, X because he doesn't want his full name on there. But uh, X, how are you, man?
0: Um, I'm fine now. You know, playoffs. W- w- super Wild Card Weekend has been <laughs> fun. Considering last year during Wild Card Weekend we got smoked by DK Metcalf and the Seahawks, so that was a miserable way to start 2020. But, you know, 2020, like who knows, right? So, yeah, no, it's – I'm doing fine now just watching football without any I don't know, implications at all. It's just – it feels relaxed to just finally watch it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and Philly fans are certainly one of the more, more passionate fan bases, especially when it comes to the Eagles. Um, and this – this whole – I mean – Just week 17, the whole scenarios, all the scenarios that were supposed to play out and everything of this, everything of this nature, you know, Philadelphia had a chance to help the Giants. You know, the Cowboys were always, you know, typical Cowboys. I can't stand the Cowboys. You know, they I mean, the only chance they had is if they won and uh, Washington lost, but the Cowboys lost. So they were out of it. So it was pretty much just left to the Giants and the and the good old Washington football team. But your Eagles decided to bench your best chance at winning the damn football game. Now, I don't know what kind, what kind of fan you, fan you are in terms of who you put the blame on for it. Um, what was that? Uh, all, all that stuff. But, you know, you see Jalen Hurts on the bench. Just is, It's not right. You know, either he knew what was going on. I don't know the whole scenario, but I'll just give you the floor because Week 17, as an Eagles fan, must have been must have been the most stressful you've
0: ever been in a while. Yeah. I mean, Week 17 was – the problem with Week 17, in my mind, the, they went into that week, their whole practice mantra was, oh, it's a no-hat week because they don't want Washington to be putting on their championship hats after the game. It was a no-hat week, no-hats. No one could wear a hat, not even Carson Wentz wears hat backwards. If you know uh, wh- wh- whoever it, whoever that sports guy is that makes fun of Carson Wentz for having his hat on backwards, well, I, he's irrelevant. I don't really care. But the the they, it's a no hat, and Doug Peterson. Now I'm Doug Peterson handles the play calling for the offense, and I don't like to put the blame on one person for the Eagles' season because it's not just the head coach. It's not just Carson Wentz. It's not just Jim Schwartz. It's not just Howie Roseman. It's a combination of everyone making terrible decisions at the wrong time. Everyone makes their own individual bad decisions. The problem is so many people made bad decisions this year so often. And at the same time that it resulted in a four 11 and one record. I put the blame on Doug Peterson, 100%. He took out Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts had like, what, an interception? He had two touchdowns when he pulled him. Two rushing touchdowns. Is Jalen Hurts the next best thing in Philadelphia? Probably not. I don't really know. I'm not a professional. I'm not analytics. But what I saw all season, what everyone saw, when Jalen Hurts goes in, the team plays completely different. Jalen Hurts beat the Saints. Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders against the Saints both had over 100 rushing yards. Do you know how many games the Saints had before that one where they allowed a 100-yard rusher? 2017. 2017. 2017 was the last time the Saints allowed a 100-yard rusher in a game. They played the Eagles this year. Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts both had over 100 rushing yards. The team plays different. When they lost to the Cardinals, Jalen Hurts, they didn't look bad. They they sucked, but it wasn't – it wasn't like when I would watch the Eagles earlier in the year. If If Carson Wentz had been starting and everything had been same, it would be like, oh, we're playing the Cardinals. Kyler Murray's going to do who knows what? Whatever, whatever he does, which is everything Mike Vick would do. And then Jalen Hurts changed the team. And you take Jalen Hurts out, and Carson Wentz is inactive this whole game. He's inactive the game, whatever, okay? People are like, well, I mean, why would you activate him anyway? Unless Jalen Hurts got hurt, there's no point in putting Carson Wentz in. I... Was in and out watching the game. Because, again, it didn't matter. And I was annoyed because the whole season, at this point, we're four 4-10-1. pointless. And I hear, I look in a group chat. It says, Nate Sudfeld's in the game. X, what's going on? Well, I, first of all, how am I supposed to know? I don't know. I'm not on the team. I was like, oh, Jalen must have gotten hurt. And then they keep panning over. So I put it on. And they keep panning over to Jalen Hurts on the sideline. He's on the sideline. You can see in his face. I mean, he's got a mask on, but you can see in his face that he's like, what What the fuck is this? Why am I – why is he on the bench? Jason Kelsey, in an interview afterwards, he said, no, I did not try to fight Doug Peterson because there was a rumor. It's like players tried to fight Doug Peterson. I'm sure people were annoyed with Doug Peterson. I doubt anyone would fight him. He, I mean, the, that, I feel like that culture isn't in the Eagles where the locker room's that bad. Is the locker room great this year? Probably not. But when you're 4-11 and 1", you're not going to have a great locker room. It's not going to be amazing. But I don't think anyone was trying to fight Doug Peterson. I, I, that seems pointless. But Jason Kelsey in Instagram post said, I was shocked I was surprised, but I was like, all right, fine. I'll go start getting Nate and doing snaps with Nate Sutfeld. The Doug Peterson chose to put Nate Suttfeld in. And the quote I believe is, "I'm not, don't quote me directly. I might be paraphrasing, but I like doing the best thing we can do to win. It gives us the best chance to win. Nate Sudfeld does not give you the best chance to win a game. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Am I a professional and a lady person? No. Am I a sports commentator? No, but I'm watching the game. Jalen hurts compared to Nate Sudfeld. Who are you going to pick to give you the best chance to win a game? Jalen hurts is a better passer this year. Nate Sudfeld was hurt. Most of this year, he hadn't even taken snaps. I think this was his first snaps all year. These were his first snaps all year, I'm pretty sure. I had seen Nate Sudfeld play once before this. I unless I'm drawing a blank, the last time I saw him, I can remember him playing December 20, December 30th of 2019, roughly around there, Eagles played the Texans. Nick Foles had to go out for some reason for a little bit. Nate Sudfeld went in. Uh, He went two and four, 14 yards, I want to say. I'm totally making up the stats. You get the point. It's nothing – a guy that's his fifth year out of Indiana, we're not evaluating him. It's his fifth year. Why is he in the game? Jalen Hurts was not hurt. What are you going to do? It's not like Doug Peterson said, oh, I'm going to save Jalen Hurts for next year. You don't want to get hurt. If he had said that, all right, fine. But, no, he said the best chance to win. And he put a man by the name of Nate Sudfeld – In there. No knock on Nate though. He was a great quarterback at Indiana. hes I'm sure he's a great guy. I don't know. I feel like no one really on the Eagles is a bad guy. I love my Eagles. I love what we've done. But the decision-making of this year just left something to be desired. For instance, against the Bengals, we're 0-2. It's overtime. We could have kicked a 62-yard field goal. Is that a little long? Yeah, of course. Jake Elliott has made a 61 yard field goal before he has done 60 plus before why there were not, I, I forget how much time was left, but I think there was little enough time where it made sense to just, just kick the ball, try to win it, And you know, Doug, you, you know, Doug Peterson wrote a book, right? No, I did not. So uh, Doug Peterson wrote a book. Do you know what it's called? What's it called? I believe it's called Fearless. A man that wrote a book named Fear called Fearless. I want to say it's Fearless. Let me look this up real quick. I want to say it's Fearless. Should have done this before, but you know. The Peterson book. I want to say. Yes, it is called Fearless. He wrote it in 2018. A man who wrote a book named called Fearless punted in overtime. When he could have at least, it was a reasonable attempt. Was it? Was it long? Yes, of course. But it was reasonable. Jake Elliott has made those before. I believe our most consistent player this year might have been Cam Johnson, our punter. Actually, no. I take that back. I believe he did shank a pun at some point this year. But you now it's going to happen. It. But I, I can't just continuously just rip on the Eagles. There has to be some light here. For instance. You know, I'll talk about positives, too, whenever I can, just to make it not like I'm angry, of course. I'm annoyed. This season sucked. But there is some – Alex Singleton, linebacker, number 49, CFL champion. I believe he was defensive player of the year in the CFL two years ago. was on the Eagles last year, in and out of the practice squad, decent play. This year, breakout year. Alex Singleton, had, I think he had 120 tackles. He had a pick six against your 49ers. I remember because we won that game. That was our first win of the year. He had a pick six because Nick, you guys, uh, who is it? Nick Mullins or what was the oh, other guy?
1: God, don't get me started on Nick fucking Mullins, dude. That guy. Well, we got Nick Mullins C, and then CJ better. Or That's the,
0: did Jimmy, do you guys have just Jimmy grapple play for you guys anymore? Oh, uh, well, he I mean, was injured throughout the year. I mean,
1: he did. I mean, he was injured forever and freaking Nick Mullins came in and chat a couple games for us. So, uh, yeah, in, well, including the Eagles. Um, but, hey, I, I, uh, talking about positives on the on the Eagles side, though, your
0: D-line ha- was pretty stout, though, I, mean, I thought. The, the D-line consistently is probably our best feature year in and year out. Fletcher Cox, continued Pro Bowl. This is his sixth Pro Bowl, I want to say. Not that they're playing one this year, but it shows. Fletcher Cox, great defensive tackle. Brendan Graham, edge rusher. This is his first Pro Bowl. Miz out of Michigan, I mean, the guy's good. The fact that this is his first Pro Bowl is ridiculous, considering he's made – he may not have the stats of Fletcher Cox, but Brandon Graham, I will argue, when it when you need a clutch defensive player, Brandon Graham's the one stripping Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Brandon Graham is the one going after people. Uh, Derek Barnett, and I'll talk about Derek Barnett a little bit. Derek Barnett out of Tennessee. Great edge rusher. Or defensive tackle. He's on the deal. line. Uh, it's just – the defensive line, and of course, I'm leaving people out. But I mean, when you think the Eagles' defensive line, you think those three, and they, yeah, the defensive line was certainly the good part. But what concerns me, I believe Derek Barnett's contract is up after this year. And as you, I'm sure you're aware, and anyone listening to this probably knows, Carson Wentz has sort of handicapped the Eagles when it comes to money. So if Derek Barnett wants to get paid, Carson Wentz's money is owed. And that's the other thing that's scary. The the people who are going to free agency out of the Eagles. And this is just a short list of people that I saw going into this year that concerns me. Duke Riley, linebacker. Did he have an amazing year? No. But how – but if you've seen the Eagles' defense – the amount of people that go in and out every lineup, almost as bad as their offensive line. Duke Riley, uh, Richard Rodgers. Now I'm assuming the Eagles will resign him for not that much, considering we had Zach. We have Zach Ertz for at least one more year, and we have Dallas Goddard, two pretty good tight ends. Richard Rodgers probably someone we want to resign. Jalen Mills, while his career at Philadelphia has been one that has been kind of of a joke, in regards to people always make fun of Jalen Mills. Other than the one year he was injured, I feel like consistently he's at least part of the defensive backfield more often than not. He's up for free agency. Probably not going to re-sign him, I assume, because other than the Super Bowl year, there was nothing that shout stood out to people as being, you know, this this is like I, I mean, I, for for instance, I think letting not paying Malcolm Jenkins hurt us. Did we get Darius Slay? Um to sort of replace him. Yeah. But you know, Darius Slay couldn't do it all himself this year in a very, what some people would say subpar equals defensive backfield and not having Malcolm Jenkins hurt. You had, you didn't have that defensive leader. I, my opinion, again, not, I'm just a fan. I am no, my say means nothing. I have no vote in anything, but I think, at least trying to work out a one or two year deal with Malcolm Jennings would have been fine. I mean, I don't think he's going to be that there much longer with the Saints anyway. I don't know how much the Saints paid him. Uh, Nathan Gary's contract's up after this year. Another linebacker for the Eagles, where it's like he's good, but injury prone this year. And he, when he was playing, you know, did not have that great of a season this year. But I'm, I'm thinking, you know, obviously Alex Singleton's back. TJ Edwards is back like the linebacking court, not too nervous about it, but they're young and inexperienced. And other than Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, who on the Eagles defense stands out to you, who who's essentially a household name. I mean, you could argue that Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham really aren't even household names because what you could say Fletcher Cox would be, I feel like people know who he is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, well Jenkins was for sure when Jenkins was, was with the Eagles. Um, he was probably the household name on that defense. Um, but I, I I do want to bring it back to the decision, whole decision factor that you brought up with the Eagles. Because I thought that, so for my Niners, we've drafted very well the last however so years, taken a D line, whatever, it doesn't matter. And then we got oh, a wide receiver, second round, first round, all that stuff. I want I, I, I want to talk to you about your the Eagles' decision making in terms of drafting because everyone was very surprised when they
0: took Regor first round. <laughs> <laughs> so I that that's. You, you, it's amazing. You're talking about points that I've wanted to bring up and that. So thank you for, again, for bringing me on because I need to vent to someone to this in a long-term reason. And you know, the amount of, it's, you know, I can only vent to my parents for so long because they just repeat what I say because they're also frustrated with this. And uh, so when I watched the draft, I was like, ugh, Eagles got the 21st pick, whatever 21st pick. I think it was. They were up. It, it, it went on way too long. The draft went on way too long. So it was like 10, 10 30, 11 at night by the time they picked. Justin Jefferson is on the board. Now, when they picked Jalen Rager, was I shocked? Yes. Did I know who he was? No, absolutely not. I looked him up. I'm like, I'm there's so many teams in college. If you remember a couple years ago, um, I forget who it was. They took a, one of the teams, took an offensive lineman from Hobart. So you don't know. If you don't know the you know the star players, but you don't know the people that you're going to pick. For instance, in twenty in twenty thirteen when they drafted Lane Johnson, of course I was like, who the is Lane Johnson? Because you don't know linemen. So when it comes to being shocked or surprised that they drafted someone, you got to take that with a grain of salt because a lot of times they're drafting like if they draft a lineman, most people don't know who the lineman's name is. They don't talk about them on ESPN highlights or anything. But – When they said Jalen Rager, I was very confused because I thought his name was Justin Jefferson. And they showed Jalen Rager, and they showed his highlights. And I'm not mad about the Jalen Rager pick. I think he was injured this year. I think he'll be good. He's really fast. He's a freak athlete. He's someone that, you know, with a Jalen Hurts-style arm that can throw the ball downfield, you let Jalen Rager go on a streak – He's probably going to get free. And we saw that this year when he was playing. He can get free. And he's pretty explosive. So if you want to look at the Eagles' mind, is Justin Jefferson like that kind of player? Like like someone you want to throw the ball out to on a screen and then quickly burst upfield? Probably not. But this is the problem. Is Jalen Rager a bad pick? No. Was Justin Jefferson a better pick? Yes. He... He's in talks for offensive rookie of the year. What's like him and Justin Herbert?
1: I believe. Uh, Herbert, Herbert. Yeah, I think so. I think Herbert's the big one. Um, yeah, I think I think it's mainly them two. I I, I think there's one other name in there, but uh, I can't I can't remember who it was. But and then the
0: rest of the Eagles picks. I mean, from. This 2020 draft. I mean, are you expecting to get something out of a third, fourth, fifth round pick? No. I mean, you like the, I mean, everyone wants that Tom Brady or Tom Brady or Dak Prescott scenario where you get them in the fifth or fourth round and they turn out to be the best bang for your buck ever. Or when it's the Niners and they get George Kittle, in like the third round or something, second round. When? I think it was fifth. George Kittle was fifth. Exactly. You, you want those gems. Maybe I got to look it up, but, um, yeah, wasn't. no, I get, I, get what, I get what you're saying. You uh, want those gems, and the Eagles have not been able – I cannot think, even when doing the my research before this, I cannot think of when the Eagles drafted a hidden gem. Or this is my favorite one I like to bring up. 2019, second round. First of all, the 2019 first round pick, Andre Dillard, O-line out of Washington State, has not done anything. But he's been injured. And I don't want to be that guy that plays the injury card, because yes, our injuries damning. I mean, look at your defensive line—you lose Nick Bosa, that's a huge part of your de- defense. You lose Jimmy Garoppolo, you lose George Kittle for half your season because you know he likes playing football too much and gets hit, and he loves it, but he gets hurt. Then George Kittle's gonna be good for you guys, so that's not a problem. Wasn't Raheem Mostert hurt for you too? This year? Oh or? yeah, well yeah, well that's a whole nother thing. All a
1: majority of the long-term injuries, first of all, happened at the damn MetLife Stadium where the Giants and Jets play in that ass of a turf they have over there. Um So, so that so that's where that happened. Oh, um, Richard Sherman, he was at he he got hurt this year too. Don't forget. Yeah, Richard Sherman's leaving, I think. So he's just, How old, old. Yeah, well, we, well, he also is going to demand a lot, and we don't we
0: have other people we got to pay. The injuries, I don't know. Well, someone will probably pay. I mean, we still got time left. But, so, uh, first round pick, Eagles 2019, Andre Dillard. Andre who? Andre Dillard. Offensive line, good. Again, these guys are good in college. They're not drafting people that sucked in college. They're not doing that. But, there's something gets lost. But this is my favorite one. So, 2019, with the 57th pick in the second round, the Eagles drafted. JJ arcega Whiteside, wide receiver out of Stanford. Yeah, I know that name. Yeah. He's over six foot four. You know, think of they pro- they drafted him as, which I like the pick at the time. I'm like, oh, someone, Julio type, throw it up in the air. He'll jump and get it. Do you know who was drafted 64th after JJ arcega Whiteside in the second round? Do you know who was drafted 64th? Was that DK? DK Metcalf. Yeah. Watching DK Metcalf. Whenever the Seahawks are playing And thinking He was on the board When the Eagles drafted J.J. Arcega-Whiteside Watching Justin Jefferson Oh, he was on the board He was taking the pick after uh, Jalen Reagan. Not the Jalen Rake back But It's It's The If you look at the The first round pick Since 2010 Brandon Graham Solid Uh 2011, Danny Watkins, out of the league. No. 2012, Fletcher Cox. Okay. 2013, Lane Johnson. Good. 14, Marcus Smith. Not so great. 2015 was Nelson Aguilar, but I'm not going to talk about him. Uh, <laughs> 26, to be fair, to be fair, Nelson Aguilar, the year they won the Super Bowl and the year after they won the Super Bowl, Nelson Aguilar was good. That I don't know if it's it could be one of those things where it's like Nick Foles isn't good outside Philadelphia. Well, maybe Nelson Aguilar just isn't great in Philadelphia because he's great on the Raiders. 2016 drafted Carson Wentz. Not mad about that pick. I mean, he was, he was good. Uh, Derek Barnett. 2017, pretty good pick. 2018 didn't have a first round pick. They traded away the 32nd pick to the Ravens. You know who the Ravens picked with the 32nd pick? Lamar. Lamar Jackson not that the Eagles would I'm not saying the Eagles would have picked Lamar Jackson we didn't need a quarterback at the time because we had Nick Foles Carson Wentz we didn't if you look back to where we were in 2018 we didn't need a quarterback so I forget who we even got what we got for that pick so it doesn't matter but overall like the drafting history of the Eagles before they won the Super Bowl pretty decent because within those I just named the first rounders but you know you got second round. It like Zach Ertz were in there, Jason Kelsey. They have good players. Mac Hollins when he was on the Eagles. They, but of recent, you're right to bring up the question: what What do the Eagles do on draft day? It's I'm sure. They, do they have a mode of thinking? Yes. It's not, they're not purposely making not great picks. They have a reason, but it just seems like. They're, they want this scheme, and they're like, oh, this play is perfect. When sometimes I really want them to do what Jerry Jones does and just pick the fastest, best receiver right there. Who's the best available? Treat it a little bit like fantasy. You know, Jerry Jones is like, did they really need CeeDee Lamb? Yeah, they need a receiver. But, you know, it's like Jerry Jones built that offense like he would a fantasy football team. That's why their defense was so bad. I want the Eagles to maybe do that. We haven't done that. Let's just draft a really good player. So Eagles have the sixth pick this year. So one of those pick. Let's see. It goes. Was it Jacksonville? What, what? Can you read me off the order? Uh, it goes Jacksonville one, I believe. I know it's Jack. Jacksonville's one. Jets. Jets.
1: Two. Um, I know. I know the Niners are twelfth. It goes. Let me see. Um Jacksonville Jets I think the Bengals are number 3 Let's see Oh no 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 So we got 1 Jacksonville 2 Jets 3 Miami 4 Atlanta 5 Cincinnati and then 6 the Bengals Or no 6 the Eagles excuse me
0: Yeah All right, so Jacksonville most likely taking uh, Trevor Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Yeah. Jets probably going to take that offensive lineman or Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence.
1: Dolphins? Yeah, Oh, well, with the Jets it depends on
0: what they do with Sam because Sam, yeah. Assuming, let's see, Dolphins, Atlanta, Cincinnati. Cincinnati's not taking a quarterback. So – there are two players that I personally would love the Eagles to have. One of them being Devontae Smith. Now, what scares me is that Miami has the third pick. If they choose to build around Tua, I see them drafting a wide receiver. They're probably going to get Devontae Smith. Atlanta, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, I'm assuming, he's going to want an O-lineman to protect Joe Burrow. Atlanta, I don't know what Atlanta's doing if they bring it, if they're You know, I mean, well, Matt Ryan's owed money. They're not going to get rid of him, similar to Carson Wentz. The Eagles, they either need to draft Micah Parsons out of Penn State, you know, have someone on the defense that can be a game changer that isn't on the D-line because Fletcher Cox, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham can't keep doing it every game. Derek Barnett can't keep doing it every game or get a deep threat, just freak of nature wide receiver, like Devontae Smith could, if this was last year, well, first of all, Devontae Smith wouldn't fall to the Eagles on 21st pick last year. Yeah. But I have a feeling because, the, because of what the Eagles have done, if Devontae Smith is taken and Micah Parsons is still on the board, do they do what the popular vote is? To get Micah Parsons? Or do they do what the Eagles have been doing and they have someone on their back sleeve that they're like, oh, this is a sleeper pick. We're going to get that. Why? These sleeper picks that they choose that people don't really know since the Super Bowl have not panned out. I didn't know who Jalen Rager was before they picked him. Is he going to pan out? I hope he does because he's good, he's athletic. But again, Injury bug, hit the Eagles, whatever you want to call it. It makes me nervous. I mean, the draft's, what, in April this year, so we got plenty of time to be disappointed. But, I mean, the worst thing about what we're doing now is, like, this is all hindsight 2020. Who would have known that, uh, you know, Tom Brady would have been as good as he was? Who would have known Dak Prescott would have been as good as he was? The fourth, fifth-round gems. George Kittle. It. I mean who would have known Josh Allen would have been as good as he was even the was first round pick look we'll at him now I know who Patrick Mahomes was in college I'm sure people that were drafting knew I didn't know who it was
1: yeah I mean the draft draft surprises surprises everybody uh, most definitely and, and you bring up a good point so um, going back I mean the and it I mean, you, you guys are, no offense, in the worst division in football.
0: You mean the NFC Beast?
1: <laughs> the NFC East. <laughs> NFC East. I just don't understand how it stays so interesting, even though the teams are have, don't perform that well. I mean, you guys, if, listen... I thought you guys would have run away with the division if you guys had just stayed healthy.
0: I mean, if, I mean, if the Cowboys stayed healthy and Dak Prescott didn't shatter his leg like an like Alex Smith, they probably would have clean clock. It's the Cowboys though. Everyone, the Beast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's got this shirt. He's got this. Sh- but um, but what I mean what is what does the nfc east need need to be in contention with everyone else because i just i just don't understand it. i mean the, i mean the cowboys can never win a playoff game even when they do go to the playoffs the eagles are the only nfc east team uh, they're definitely the most recent one to win a super bowl i don't know who who was who it was before them giants. the giants the giant or the giants with eli yeah um but I I don't know the NFC East gets such a bad rap and I and as an NFC West or NFC West fan excuse me because not tooting our own horns but we are one of the tougher divisions in mm-hmm. football. Uh, it's just watching all these other divisions, man. It's like it's like how are those teams allowed in the playoffs? <laughs>
0: Hey you win your conference you get in. Sorry, it's a rule not apologizing. <laughs> the Eagles could have potentially gotten in at six, nine and one not apologizing if it happened. And yeah, did the Dolphins get in with 10, ten wins? No, you wouldn't apologize to any Miami fans. But the fact that Giants fan have the uh, Giants fans with a six and 10 record have the audacity to blame the Eagles for not getting in the playoffs when you only have six wins is ridiculous. If you, win six, if you win six games and you don't get in the playoffs, why? Like, oh, the Eagles did it to screw the Giants over. It's like, no, the Eagles just made terrible decisions that game because I'm not sure what went on in Doug Peterson's head. Did they cover the spread that game? Is there a gambling underlying issue here that needs to be brought up? I don't really know. I don't know what the spread was because that was an issue with uh, the one of the games. People were blaming Doug Peterson and saying, oh, he was trying to cover the spread – I don't know how true that is. I also just don't believe it. Why would he only do it once? <sighs> to But back to your question. To be competitive, the NFC East needs to have better teams. I know that's that's the simple answer because I don't really know. Because going – just I mean, if the Cowboys are healthy, Dak Prescott was on record. I mean, he only played like, what, four games? But he was on record to break the passing record. He had, two, he had a game with 500-plus yards, a game with 400-plus yards in his first four games. Dak Prescott doesn't go hurt. The whatever, add, add four or five wins, I feel like, to the Cowboys' record. Eagles, I really think they were where they were going to be this year. Carson Wentz wasn't hurt. Carson Wentz just did not have a good year. It wasn't a good year for the Eagles. I feel like injury regardless, the Eagles would have been exactly where they are. I feel like the Eagles probably would have been last or second to last. If you look at Washington, 7-9 and going into the playoffs, I think they're where they were going to be. They had a really good young defense led by Chase Young. uh, Troy Apke in the backfield, Ryan Kerrigan. uh, Sweat, he's blanking on his first name. Montez. Marcus. Marcus. Montez, Montez, sorry, Montez Sweat. You know, pretty solid defense, offense. Once they sort of figured out that Dwayne Haskins shouldn't be their starting quarterback, Alex Smith like seven and nine is probably where they should have been. The Giants, if you take away the Saquon ACL. It's between the Giants and the Cowboys. I, I think that would have been – it would have been between them for the NFC East this year, just them. It would have been a two-horse race because Daniel Jones started to get it going and Wayne Gallman, not a bad running back, but he's not Saquon Barkley. He's not the household name probably of that draft year when he was drafted after Baker. He, it would have been between them. So next year, Saquon's back. Dak Prescott's probably back. I'm assuming. I mean, it was a gruesome injury, but it's probably back. Hey, hey! If Alex Smith came back from his injury, anyone can
1: anyone can really come back at this point. It looks like.
0: And with with uh the Washington Football Skins, you no know, Alex Smith. Alex Smith doesn't play. This Taylor Heineke guy's looked really good out of old Domin- out of old Dominion. He looks really good. The XFL guys. Yeah, yeah, the XFL guys are sneaky. Some of them. Well, I mean, don't forget Johnny Manziel's NFL debut through five interceptions for whatever the Alberta—I forget what they're. I think they're in Alberta. Oh, And so then we'll, a oh. Nathan Peterman threw five interceptions in one half. It was an incredible game to watch. Oh, that was
1: incredible. But well, that was that was at the chart. Yeah, that was against the Chargers. I remember that game.
0: No. Oh, yeah. Oh, Nathan Peterman. I was going to say because Johnny Manziel did that in the CFL.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Nathan Peterman was a. Uh, that that was that was quite the game. But uh, I did I did want to ask you though. So, do you want Carson Wentz back next year?
0: Well, I mean, if we don't have him back, <laughs> we pay. It's sixty million in dead cap. We're already strapped for money. Why be strapped for money and not have the guy we're paying all that money? Didn't he just re- demand a trade though? Well, too? so, yeah, of course, Carson Wentz wants to play. Is he going to play at the Eagles? Probably not now. But Carson Wentz is owed a lot of money. If we trade him away, no team wants to pick up that much money for a guy who seems to be on the decline since his sophomore year when he was an MVP candidate. The only – op what. Now, this is a crazy – it's possible that if he wants to play that bad, Carson Wentz is probably going to have to restructure his contract to be paid less. Essentially write a $20 million check back to the Eagles. If he, no, I, I, I guarantee – this is me thinking, but let's say I was in his shoes. I wanted to play really, really bad. But why would I pay a team $20 million to cut me so that I can go to a team, another team? Why am I giving back money – to essentially Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman, who you could say did not do what they needed to do to make Carson Wentz successful after his first two, three years. I mean, here's the thing. Last year, Carson Wentz had five, 4,000-plus passing yards. His receivers, none of them had over 500 receiving yards. I think it was like Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard led the team in receiving, which doesn't, which doesn't surprise me. We're, we love the tight ends with the play action and the RPO. So Carson Wentz, it was his first year, rookie year, decent. Second year, MVP candidate. Third year, you know, he's got the back injuries, come back from the ACL. You can make an excuse for him there. And also, you know, Nick Foles is coming off the of Super Bowl MVP season. How do you balance those two? The Eagles went from having probably the best quarterback situation and in two years to the worst quarterback situation possible where you have an overpaid Carson Wentz who you're probably... If Jalen Hurts only progresses, unless Carson Wentz somehow reverts back to what we used to see from him, it makes no sense to not play Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, he's cool, calm, collected. If you think about Carson Wentz, every day when he walks into practice, whenever he goes, wherever they – NovaCare complex, they walk into that stadium. You know what's right by the – I want to say – I want to say it's the east entrance. You know what statue is right by the east entrance of Lincoln Financial Field? I don't. A statue of Nick Foles and Doug Peterson saying, you want Philly Philly? Oh, that one. That stadium and see a statue of his backup every home game. And I I don't know what route they take to get to the Novacare practice facility because honestly I can't think of where it is in relation to the stadium. But metaphorically, he's walking by a statue of his backup. Every single day. He has some, and he knows what he could do. Everyone knows what he used to be able to do. His expectations for himself are, or the expect the expectations people have of him are here. His expectations for himself are up here. I Carson Wentz hasn't been able to get back to what he knows he can do and what we've seen him do. And that on top of the whole Nick Foles situation, drafting Jalen Hurts second round, you know, probably dropping a hit to Carson Wentz saying, like, hey, we're going to have someone on your tail, and then he, if we, Jalen Hurts did that in games. Jalen Hurts probably really good in practice. Jalen Hurts probably should have played earlier in the year, and Carson Wentz has him on his tail. He had Nick Foles on his tail when it was between him and Foles. Mentally, there's too much, I feel like Carson's just not doing his best because he's got so, he's got so much External pressure on him and his own expectations that he's having trouble reaching. He's mentally damning himself. And so I believe that Pat McAfee, I was listening to Pat McAfee, they're talking, it's like, is Carson Wentz like, is his player's psyche damaged? And yeah, I think it is. That's what's holding him back. And I don't know how to fix that. If I knew how to fix that, I'd probably be on an NFL staff, but I'm not. I'm a JV goalie coach at a high school in Ohio, so I'm not you know, anywhere near that. In fact, if, if, they, if you look at the Upper Arlington coaching staff, there's a totem pole. I'm not on the totem pole. I'm off to the side. the JV goalie coach. No power comes no responsibility. And so it's just a matter of, yeah, if Carson once wants to go play somewhere, yeah, I'd be happy for him, but he's got to sign away a lot of money. Because I don't see people are saying, oh, he can go to the Colts, the Bears. Are they going to pay that much for him? I don't think so. Oh. And then if the Eagles do trade him away and he doesn't give the Eagles the money, that's that's so much dead cap. We're, the Eagles, honestly, the next three years are screwed. Money has screwed the Eagles the next three years. I don't see us unless we draft – And, you know, but here's the thing, Howie Roseman, again, we want to talk positives, Howie Roseman, free agency, incredible. The year we won the Super bowl, the amount of people he got in free agency, Alshon Jeffrey, Jay Ajayi, LeGarrette Blunt. he, or this past year, Darius Slay, he gets these guys somehow for next to nothing, what they're worth. And he can bring them in free agency. Howie Roseman is a genius drafting though of recent, not so great. So, you know, the, free agencies up here, drafting ability here, reach in the middle. We're not getting anywhere. So again, I've been shitting on the Eagles like this whole time. I love the Eagles. I love the Eagles. I bleed green. Philadelphia is my favorite city. And then it goes Cleveland, Columbus, Knoxville, Tennessee. I haven't been in many places as you can tell, but it's a, I have hope for the Eagles. And am am I going to watch every game? Until I die? Yes. Am I going to yell at the TV every game until I die? Yes. But honestly, the next four years with what the Redskins – I'm sorry. Football skins, football team – sorry. Again, I've called them that my whole life, so I'm going to slip. So I apologize. I didn't mean to say that. Washington is on the come up. Drafting Chase Young, building that defense around him. A young offense. Terry McLaurin, wide receiver, out of Ohio State. Right, he went to Ohio State. Right? Yeah, yeah, he went to Ohio State. Great. There's a lot of room. Washington looks like they're building something. Dallas, Dak Prescott comes back healthy. They start drafting some defense or get some defensive free agency. They'll be building. The Giants bring back Saquon, get another offensive lineman, protect Daniel Jones. Although Daniel Jones is really fast. He is really fast. They did, they, did you watch the um, like the Amazon AWS next year stats? He's faster than Lamar Jackson. He's <laughs> faster than Lamar. I don't. I, I mean, again, no. I'm not an analytics app. But if that's what Amazon's telling me, I'll believe Jeff Bezos. I'll believe him because you know, once I get my vaccine, of course, I'll be only buying Amazon. No, that's that's a joke. That's a joke. That's not real. But. Every team seems to have a lot of potential, and I don't see potential in the Eagles the next couple years. It just doesn't. With who we're losing in free agency, who we're probably not going to be able to afford after Jason Kelsey, and Zach Ertz contracts are up after 2021. Zach Ertz is going to be want to be he's going to want to get paid Travis Kelsey, George Kittle money. Zach Ertz, this these last two years hasn't earned George Kittle, Travis Kelsey money. Jason Kelsey – now, I would I would, uh, I would uh, advocate paying Jason Kelsey. He's consistent. He does – not because w- if you think Eagles injuries, Jason Kelsey doesn't miss games. I think he has the Eagles record for most consecutive snaps by no an O-lineman, I want to say. I'm talking on my ass that one, but I want to say it's true. I would pay Jason Kelsey after 2021. Now, this year, where he, did he have some snaps that went over – Carson Jalen hurts his head, snaps in the ground. Yeah, but you know people are gonna have down years. Jason Kelsey really won down year. He's a consistent Pro Bowler, except this year. I'd pay Jason Kelsey. Zach Ertz, I don't know. Like with Dallas Goddard and Richard Rogers, pretty good tight ends. Not gonna be as expensive as Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz gonna want money because he's gonna be. We had we got him 23. Let's see, he signed a five-year extension 2016. So I want to say we drafted in 2013, 2012 in the second round. I know he's a second rounder.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, he's acting like this was his last year. I mean, you saw him on the on the bench at the end of the
0: game. Did you see the interview with him when they were asking him, is this your last game? And it's like, so unless he wants to be traded away, I mean, his contract has until 2021, I'm pretty sure. Ravens just scored. Uh it's it's tough. I mean, the Eagles' salary cap's just well.
1: Well, down the line, you guys will definitely have to have to pay your uh, your crunch time closer, that legendary name that is Nate Sudfield. I mean, <laughs> he's he's gonna be wanting some money in it <laughs> in a few
0: after he's never a- be after maybe any money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you what, I had Sir Yacht on here a couple episodes ago, so I guess he's now, the, even though I'm a 49ers fan, I guess he's the ko to Convo's resident Browns fan, but uh, I guess right now I'm anointing you the ko to Convo's resident Eagles fan, so uh, I <laughs> congratulations I'm on being that. Excited? Yeah. If I if I can knight you, I'll night you virtually or however you do that. But um X, I really appreciate you coming on. You did say a lot of good things, uh, a lot of positives about the Eagles and and brought up a lot of good points. So thank you so much for coming on the to Convo. Yeah, no problem all right uh yeah philly fans pretty passionate aren't they um thanks to x for stopping by and i guess trying to make sense of what the hell the eagles did in week 17 um but hey the nfc east has got to change a lot of things man they did i don't know what's going on over there but but clearly they they need some changes so um i'm i'm thankful that My team is in one of the best and toughest divisions in football. That is the NFC West, because the West Coast is the best Coast. (laughs) Go Niners. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you on the next episode. Immersive music. Take us home.